Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's most prominent media, we'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Experts Podcast. My name's Nick Hayes and I've got a good one here for you today. If you've been thinking about 2022 and thinking about telling your story in a better way, what can you do? What can we do to not only do it better, but do it more sustainably? Do it in a way that we can actually get consecutive and consistent messages out there that actually work and resonate with the very audience that we're trying to communicate with. And in our case here, we're always trying to communicate with the media and we're trying to get our story told. Well, who else would I talk to? He's been on here before. (laughs) He is the storyteller man himself. He's from Dear Storyteller. He's the general manager, Mike Drysdale. Mike, welcome to the show. Mr. Hayes, good to see you again, sir. Look, to have you here and to tell us about a little bit about around storytelling, this is going to be a little river. Thank you for for coming on in. I know you've come a great distance to get here. A whole 18 steps. Once yeah. again, we've, we did that joke last time. We've got to stop bringing that up. Jeez, well, we've got to start working on our content and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and also remembering that we use that one. But, <laughs> mate, it's a good one. That's probably actually a good segue into our very first one around, you know, storyboarding and telling your story and making sure that you log it away and that you've got a history of your storytelling. But, look, um, 20... 21 has been a really interesting year. We've been through the pandemic. It's our second year of that. Um, telling stories has been different. Telling stories the way, uh, in particular from a media perspective, uh, they want it in a different way. But how are you finding it from a, from a client talking to you, telling stories, but telling them in a way that it's going to resonate with their audience? It's going to get through. How have you found 2021? Yeah, I think it's been a, a fascinating year, Nick, and I think um, a lot of people are, are starting to view the way that they tell stories in a really different way because they've seen since everything has gone digital and since the pandemic has kind of pushed us into basically at first cutting off all communication and going, we have no idea what's happening, we're very scared, we're just dropping everything altogether. And, and wasn't that a strange reaction though? Mm. I mean, straight off, like you would think at a moment of a crisis, a moment at a time when the whole world is that watching you wouldn't and go need- to Hawaii. <laughs> Sorry. Uh. <laughs> Where do you go to? Yeah. Well, you know, why would you do that? Yeah, absolutely. And that is what we saw, right? The, the reaction afterwards was that comms went up. Yeah. It went through the roof. But then there was shortly after that a kind of acknowledgement that it's like, oh, now everybody's marketing, messaging, corporate comms has gone through the roof. There's more noise than ever. We've got to find a way to stand out. Yeah. And then that's where it comes to this deep need for telling better stories, finding ways to earn your audience's trust and attention in a more, I don't know, dynamic way, of effective way. Because if everyone's talking, there's there's great potential that nobody's listening. Yeah, a lot of noise, just not a lot of breakthrough. Um, mm-hmm. It's messy. It's busy. It's and, and, and to your point, I do... We did see that trend, particularly in when the first sign of the pandemic kicked in, everyone stopped what they were doing. Then everyone got their act together. So how can we help? How can we support? How can we be a part of the solution? Not necessarily the problem. And energy picked up. And then all of a sudden, people got nervous again. 
They mm. went and said, all right, too, you know what, um, if, unless it's pandemic-related or unless it's sort of health-related, I'm not really quite relevant right now. And then we got we got the call back from the media saying, hang on, guys, can we please have more content that's just not COVID-19-related? Because people, being human beings, they just needed other stories. They yeah. needed other content out there. And then all of a sudden the energy level started to pick up again because... Yeah, people need a break. People need to hear things that they're passionate about, not just that they need to know, but that they yeah. want to know, right? And there's a quote that I'll, I'll bring up later on as well when we're talking about storytelling, but uh, it's pertinent now as well, is that um, I, I think it, it might be wrongly attributed as so many <laughs> quotes on the internet are, but I think it was Maya Angelou who said, uh, people will forget what you told them. They'll forget what you did but they'll never forget the way you made them feel. Yes, yes. And I think that that's a vital part of storytelling in the sense that it's not always the what, it's not always the how, it's the, it's the what you made them feel in the, in the process of that story. Yeah, I think that's – if you can make people feel from any part of your story, then you've, you've created an impact, haven't you? Mm. You've really almost achieved what you're trying to do. Sometimes the message might not be completely there, but the way you made me feel, yeah, I get it. So I guess you gathered, if you're listening into the Experts podcast today, we're going to talk about storytelling, how to do it better, how to look at 2022 as being a, an opportunity for your messages and your content and your – your storytelling standout, and uh, we've got uh, the great man Mike Drysdale here to walk through. So, Mike, let's let's start off from the beginning. I mean, you know, if there were some tips and hints that we can give to listeners today around how to tell their story better, what would be the first one you would dive into? Yeah, well, it's a super, it's an interesting question. It's a tough one. I was thinking about it. You know that I'm a gym guy, right? So yes, I, I you was, like your gym. <laughs> I was thinking about it riding towards the gym the other day, and I, I go to the gym in East Perth, right? And I was riding past Claysbrook Station, and as I was riding along, this bird came flying through. Literally, I'm, I'm not exaggerating here, right. less than a metre in front of my front wheel. Okay. I swerve hard right. off the road, well, off the bike path, go over the curb, bike just plummets into the ground. Right. I go flying over the front of my handlebars. Oh, my God. Scrapes across the ground. Ow. And all of that's completely fabricated. Yeah. That's just a lie. That was just a story Mate, that I was you telling me right there. Exactly. What? <laughs> I'm going, jeepers, he's got a story for everything. <laughs> and and I, I just wanted to say that as a demonstration of my top two, the first two of the, of the five is make it emotional and lean into the tension. Right. And I think so often when we think about storytelling in a corporate sense or in a business sense, we think about facts instead of emotion. Yes. And we think about positivity instead of tension. Yes. And they're completely the wrong way around. Uh, because if I was to tell you, yes, well, so Dear Storyteller was founded three years ago. Yeah. And we are a branded entertainment business. And I just reeled off facts to you. I'm going to sleep. Exactly. Going to sleep. Right? Yeah. But the story had you riveted. You wanted to know what happened next yep. because it was emotional and it lent into tension. And that's another one. It's like businesses are terrified of tension, right? But as there's a big branded entertainment piece that I can point you guys to that's been a, a point of inspiration for us on something that we've been working on recently, which is F1 Drive to Survive. I don't know if you've seen it. It's a docu-series nope. on Netflix that follows the Formula One. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's been huge for them. It's been unbelievable because finally, in a sport that was quite inaccessible, felt like there was a lot of rich playboys that did it, the drivers, yep. we've been let in behind the scenes. We've been given characters. Yeah. We've built this world. And suddenly we have a reason to care. 
And so the influx of new fans, particularly among women, who are following the narrative of F1 Drive to Survive that's informing whether they cheer or boo on race day has been huge. And in that, there is not like, it's not all rainbows and butterflies. Every trailer that you listen to, there's a line like, F1 is a little bit like war. There's a lot of attrition. Yeah. And the ones that are the best, they swim, they survive. The others... And he kind of just shrugs. Right. And it's like, it's, it's deadly. It, it feels tense. It feels like life or death. And by God, people tune in. And they're, because they're bringing the people in. They're, mm. they're part of it. They're part of the, the whole story. So I suppose from a media perspective, and, I'm, and I'll just go back to when you, you, you were launching into your story. Yes, you had me on my feet. You, I wanted to know more. And I'm going, crikey, he's got a story for everything here. And I, <laughs> and I should have known. But then I, I fell for it. I'm going into it. Do we, as like, for instance, experts and commentators out there, is it, it's not necessarily what we're actually saying. Sometimes it's how we're saying it or mm. how we're presenting it. Yep. And I think I really like what you just said there and how you did it. You're not, you have to tell a porky pie because, you know, you were setting that up to, to get me involved and get <laughs> me in there. But I think that we got it. We just can't be just robots. We can't be just static in our storytelling. Absolutely. We have to give some of us. And I think one of the key messages that we do definitely send out to all of the experts on Media Stable is that it's not the brand, it's not the product, it's not the service that you ultimately provide or, or the business that you're involved in. It's the human element that mm-hmm. you can bring to the table mm-hmm. is going to be your asset to the media. The media is looking for the human element. And the human element is just that, how do I connect with that? How do I go with that? To your F1 story there, how am I a part of that? Yes. And why am I involved? And how can I be involved or what's connecting me? So I think there's a lot of great key messages already straight up, really taking, give me more of you in Mm -hmm. all of your storytelling. And don't be afraid to, because I think that's the other thing. I think sometimes people are a little afraid to tell their story from mm. their perspective because they sort of go, you know what, you know, it's just little old me. <laughs> you know, it's not, I'm no one important, I'm no one big, um, but, you know, I, I, I've I, got to tell the story yeah. my way. Imposter syndrome, right? Imposter syndrome, absolutely. They feel that others should be telling it because they're higher up on the chain than necessarily and they are. The thing is, the thing about that is it's not for you. You're doing it for somebody else. You're doing it for the audience. Get out of the way, right? Think about who you're doing it for and then you'll be less concerned about yourself because it's not about you. You've got, a, you've got all the ones coming out of your bag here right now, <laughs> Mike, because, again, you're absolutely spot on. It's not you. It's yeah. your audience. Yeah. Think about them. Care about them. Nick, this is what I love about you. You're such a professional that you've managed to segue perfectly into <laughs> point number three of my five-point list here, which, um, you know, when you talk about the human element, you talk about that. comes back to the Maya Angelou quote, right? Tip number three in, in making better stories is make it a vibe. Now, that oh, feels I, a little bit, you know, esoteric. What's a vibe? Well, but no, no, I was thinking more the castle, you know, the whole vibe. <laughs> yes, you know, Marbo, it's, Marbo, the, whole it's vibe. the vibe. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's the way that you make people feel when you talk, right? Yep. And so, um, and, and the, it's the human element. It's your personal story element. So when I told you that story, I said, you know that I'm a gym guy. Yep. I was riding my bike. Yep. I wanted to miss the bird. Immediately, you know three things about me straight off the back of that. Yep. But then in my voice, like I'm trying to take you back there. I'm, 
I'm building the tension up. Yep. And that's a good part of being a good storyteller. I was actually going to well. ask you, was it a magpie? Was it a pigeon? Why did you swerve? <laughs> Why did you put yourself at risk? Why could you could have almost died? Now, if you're if you're making video content, like the vibe can come from good music, good lighting, being cinematic if you have the scope to do that, making sure that it's edited in a way that always keeps the story moving. But it's also, if you're talking about it from a media perspective, it's being short and succinct. It's using sensory language and it's being specific about the vibe that you're trying to create. Yep. So if you're trying to create a very authoritative, very serious vibe, yeah. then you've got to be clear about that. And you've got to have good sound bites, eight to 12 second sound bites, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the currency that we work in, right? Yeah, yeah, of gold. Yeah. If you're excitable and you want everybody to just feel like, hey, it's summer, let's have an awesome time. Yep then you've got to let your voice carry that as well. Or, right, third and final, if you're a really spiritual person oh, and you want this whole segment to feel like a warm hug, yeah, then you've got to convey that in your voice as well. Oh, you just gave me warm and fuzzies <laughs> then, just then, Mike. <laughs> you took me on. And I know you've got a theatrical background and I know that you do that and you put all of that into your work, but... There was a lot of theatre. There's a lot of theatre in our delivery, isn't there? Absolutely. What do you say to someone who thinks that, you know, this isn't me, I can't do this? Because mm. I always, the best piece of advice I always got when it was working with media was, look, you've just got to step out from yourself just for a moment. And it's not about taking anything away from you. You've got to be authentic you. But just step away from yourself just for a second and be the actor. Mm. Be the theatre that's required here to do that. You've got permission to do it. Because a lot of people think that, oh, I don't have that in me to do that. Mm. I can't do that. But I think if you work on it and you practice it and put it out there, you, you actually have it in you. Absolutely. It is about amplifying yourself. It is about amplifying your personality. And I'll tell you what, like here's, here's the honest truth from the acting side of things, right? There is Meryl Streep, Robert De Niro, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, and maybe two others out there that can genuinely transform and be completely unbelievably different from one role to the next and you don't even recognize them. Sure. The rest of the actors out there, Denzel Washington, Will Smith, you know, Timothy Chalamet, uh, Tom Holland, all those, whatever, they all just play themselves. Yeah. Again and again and again and variations of themselves. Yeah. But they just amplify themselves to whatever that character needs, right? So they're just playing themselves. They're, uh, we, we would call them personality actors. Yeah. And the thing is, you're just playing yourself. You're yeah. just playing a sort of... And you, you, I see it with you all the time, Nick. As soon as this <laughs> red button goes on and we're recording, it's my goodness. Hello and welcome back to the Experts Podcast. <laughs> But you're right, and it is. But you know what? It's when that light does go on. Mm. I know that's go time. Yes. And that's when we... And it's for a short, condensed period of time, right? no one could be this sort of hyped up and... and Enigmatic. <laughs> oh, you're too kind. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, it is it's it is something there that you, you, you've got to deliver. Because if you don't, the person who has given us the luxury, has given us their time to have us talking in their ears right now, you know, you're not respecting them. You're not giving mm. them everything that you can possibly do. And I feel that you've got to do that every time you do a media performance or you're delivering any story you're telling. You've got to think about it as an act of generosity, right? The fact that you're not doing this so that you can get more sales, so that you can improve your business, so that you can do X. Yes. You're doing it because the person on the other end could genuinely benefit from hearing what you have to say. Oh, gold. Absolute gold. And and that's a really, another great point that you make is that 
for a lot of people who have just engaged media, and particularly for the first time, they're sort of unsure as to why they're doing it or um, what kind of investment they're making from a personal and a business level, is that the phone doesn't automatically ring as soon as you've done mm. a radio interview on 3AW, 2GB, the 6PRs, or been in the Sydney Morning Herald, uh, The Age, The Herald Sun, or you know, appeared on the, the, the Studio 10 or mm. The Project or, or The Today Show. You don't just automatically happen. It's but how you use that, right? You've got to keep telling your story. Correct. That's one I learned from you, Nick Hayes. Oh, oh, gee, Mike, something I've taught you. Well, there's a first. Um, Mike, I do love that because it, it really is. It gives us that bit of energy to think about 2022 to how to do it different, you know, to mm. do it differently. If you haven't had much success, and I'm particularly, um, I think, what, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting the same result. Mm-hmm. So we've got to give people permission to think differently and yep. to actually challenge themselves to come up with their stories, come up with their yarns, their positions, their views, but come at it from a different angle. Mm. And the media is looking for that as well. They're constantly looking for a different angle because if they were writing the same angle every time, we wouldn't consume it as an audience. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, a, it's a big, big challenge for it. So everyone listening, please take it. If you haven't had much success, put the pen down and have a think about it. Now, this gets me to my big point because I know you love strategy and I know that you mm-hmm. love the planning side of it. So much planning and strategy went into this podcast, <laughs> I can assure you, <laughs> listeners. But I can say, you know, planning and strategy is everything, isn't it? I think that's, that to you... We need to have – well, you need a plan and a strategy around it if you want to get a result. I mean, so many people, I think, when they're going into a storytelling, whether that's a marketing campaign or whether that's putting themselves out into the media, they they think about uh, – it comes down to inspiration. When when we're talking about strategy and, and I guess, good storytelling in general – I, one of my big, big pieces of advice for people is change your inspirations. So I think humans have this deep need to be seen as good at what they do. And I've, you've probably heard the quote that good is the enemy of great, mm. right? Because there's very uh, kind of close proximity between being good at something and just conforming to a set of rules and expectations. Yep. And so when somebody goes out and they're going to go, um, I want to tell a good story. Well, uh, I mean, a corporate video is a good story. And then they watch a bunch of corporate videos and go, okay, so le- how do we do a good corporate video? And Nick, I've got to ask you the question. If you had the option to choose to watch a, an ASX-listed corporate video or a documentary about the early 2000s Australian cricket team, which one would you watch? I'm all over the cricket. Give me, <laughs> give me to the cricket. Corporate feeds. <laughs> but, but, but Why? Exactly. And so why couldn't you take some of the conventions, take some of the storytelling now, take some of the ideas around a cricket documentary and infuse that into what you're doing? Because it's like at the end of the day, and this is my last point in terms of good storytelling, and I think it's another strategic kind of point for the viewers or listeners as well, is show up in unexpected places because chances are the business development manager that you're trying to link what reach on LinkedIn is also watching sports highlights on YouTube. He's also on KO. He's probably following Perth is okay on Instagram and they probably listen to the Tim Ferriss show on Spotify. Spot on. And so if you're only... Don't, don't go to the just the, the places you're expected to be. Exactly. Or you think they might be. Expect the unexpected. Exactly. Um, if, if you're only posting in the places where you're expected to be, you're losing. If you're only posting organically, you're losing. If you're only posting... Um, what you would be expected to post, you're losing as well. So it's like flip those things up, Ugh. change it up. This is mind-blowing. And if you show up in places where 
you're unexpected, guess what? Yeah. Your competitors probably won't be there either. <laughs> and when we post in the places where all of our competitors are when we're expected to post, we are pattern recognizing machines, Nick. And and you just see that stuff and you're so able to tune it out because yeah. it looks like everything else. But if I'm in the middle of watching NBA basketball highlights and your ad comes up, yep. what the hell? Yep. It's a patent interrupt. And so you have my attention. Yep. And especially if it's a localized piece of content, while I'm watching stuff that's, you know, international, it's NBA, it's it's the biggest game in the world. How did you do that? How did you get into my ears and my eyes? Yeah. That is amazing. Suddenly I'm paying attention. I am. Oh, God, you are. You're, look, we're breaking all the rules here, people, because the real key here is to not do what you've been doing this whole time if you have not had success. Mm. It's one thing to conform and to do it and to, and to be good at it. Yeah. Another thing Good to be is great. The enemy of great. Yes, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, we've got to do that. I, I, I'll share one with you. I love this story because um, <laughs> it did hit home. This is a couple of years ago. I'm laughing at my own story before telling it. I love it. Um, it's a good setup. It's a great setup. But uh, a, a, a company was started to advertise in the Yellow Pages. Now, just this is only mm. in recent times. Do you remember the Yellow Pages? I know, Mike, yeah. you're a little bit yeah. younger no, than me. No, so that I mean, pro- the, This used to be the golden book. The, the book. paperweight. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, this thing used to be delivered and it was, you know, you'd celebrate oh, when you got it. It was. It absolutely. Was, it was access to the entire business world locally, statewide, nationally. Mm. You had to be in there. And then, you know, you could see the book just getting smaller and smaller each year and it was like almost what was like took trucks and two big loads of uh, now sort of could be put into your uh, letterbox. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's got that small. One company said to me, said, Nick, the greatest thing I ever did was uh, sign up recently to the Yellow Pages. And I said, what are you doing? What are you doing? He said, look, everyone's abandoned it. And those that still use it, still pick it up, I'm the only one left in there. So <laughs> there, there's, there's something unexpected from a business that was very advanced in, you know, sort of in its communication, but then had reverted back to going into the yellow pages. I don't even know if they're around anymore because yeah. I haven't seen one for years, but I think environmentally you're, you're not allowed to do that kind of stuff anymore. But um, what a great move because he did exactly what you just said. He just broke the rules mm-hmm. and said, look, I'm just going to pop up in a place if where everyone you else don't is, expect me. If everyone else is zigging, I'm going to zag. Yes. You've got permission out there to zag. Yes, permission stop, to zag granted. Stop zigging. <laughs> hey, great chat. I mean, there's some really good challenges there for all of us to to think about in 2022 because I think the you know as we do, and I know it's a bit of an early prediction as we sort of migrate out of our way of the pandemic and things start to get into that new norm place, uh, we've got to do things differently. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest challenge and the biggest hurdle there for all of us is us, is, is you, the business owner, to, to do it a little differently. And you've just been given permission by Mike Drysdale to go and do things a little differently. Now, Mike, tell us about your 2021 year. I, I think one of the great things I, I, I really did enjoy was your uh, keynote at the State of Social. Um, you had, it was a good one. You had everyone everyone involved and everyone connected um what was you know what was that like to to be able to get up there and present particularly in a in a covid environment where we're, <laughs> we're, 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 you know public speaking hasn't really been on the agenda for a lot of us out there we're pretty bloody lucky here in perth though yeah. I, I will put that out there and i think meg coffee did an incredible job of putting that together i think she had she is an incredible picker of talent yeah. and um the, and your, hmm, your case hmm, taken hmm, yes uh but i th- Aside from me, uh, when you look at Sue Shaw from We Are Social, her keynote was incredible. When you look at Zoe Skamen from Bodacious in the UK, her keynote was incredible. 
uh, if you want to, I mean, yeah, we're talking about 2022 and beyond, right? Uh, I would recommend to anybody um, checking out Zoe's uh, The Fandom Formula uh, presentation, which is available online because fandom is going to be a huge part about what we do moving forward, especially in marketing and branding. Um, And then Adrian Molina from Aviation Gin was a great talk as well. That that entire seminar, really the conference blew me away this year and I'm looking forward to to next year as well. Your game that you brought to the table. The concept. The yeah. concept, it was, it, it got everyone engaged, and, and I think we that, love it. Well, is it something that you do with clients today? Like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, talk us through that. How, how is that, and how does that look? Yeah, so I mean, it's it's just a fun way of basically taking what Dear Storyteller does from a strategy perspective and putting it into a card game. I mean, you know, it's it's on everything that we do, this, this saying now playing, which has a play button next to it. Sure, um, we like to approach creative creativity and marketing and storytelling from a play-based perspective and so we were like well what if we made a card game and so basically the game is uh you pick an industry yep um you pick a a a cultural conversation that's happening right now so it could be COVID, it could be the summer of cricket it could be you know anything that's going on Mm. could be the reopening of travel anything like that um you pick a uh yeah, I'm, I'm sort of going back. It's been a while since I've played it. Uh, you, you pick a genre. A genre, so, yes. So like a, a horror or a comedy or a rom- romance or a reality TV. Um, and then you kind of, uh, along with the role that the brand plays, which I won't get into, which is a little bit trickier, you put them all together and you just try to find a way of like, well, what if we would tell a story about this this way? Yeah. And it really is this great iterative approach to brainstorming and just changing things up and getting the creative juices flowing where anybody can come up with a, a killer idea and we really love collaborating with clients. And yeah. so it just allows anybody to be involved and basically just if all you do is push forward a card and go, what about this? Like that could break the whole game open. Yeah, and you know what I loved about it and, and for, for people out there, it, it is a about bringing different ideas to the table mm. and nothing was sort of, nothing was sacred. And if yes. you break the sacred, because, you know, there, there are the norms and I think this fits beautifully with our podcast and the theme of our podcast today is that nothing is sacred put everything into it and throw different ideas. Nothing is going to be, not, not, there's no wrong ideas here, mm. but what ideas come together and what works. And I think you and come up with that. some sort of, crazy ideas oh on my, the day, weren't they just they, fun? They were insane, <laughs> and, and but they work. And yeah. they work because, you know. They're unexpected. They break the rules of, of, of what we see in our kind of everyday media and they use genre and conventions. They have different inspirations, right? They're not inspired yeah. by corporate videos. They might be inspired by selling Sunset on Netflix or they might be inspired by, you know, the latest Avengers movie or what have you, but albeit in a smaller scope. And because you bring a big group of people together, everyone's got a different worldly view mm-hmm. on what's going on around them and what they think think and I think it, you just find that is nice little connections and they all seem to come together it's just beautiful and work. you've just said the magic word Nick What's this that? is why you're the best this is why you're professional worldview yeah. because that's the that's the key and final card in the game and it's the one that you have to write out as a group every time which is what is our customer's worldview yeah because if you are framing your story again it's like what we've been talking about since the very beginning it's not about you it's about your audience yes and in this case that would be your customer right Yep. So what is your customer's worldview? And if you frame your story around that, you're going to do just fine. Oh, love it. Worldly view, because in the world that we live in with the technology and with the, the different mediums
problems that we have, you can't just think what's around the corner. Think worldwide. Go big, everyone. Go big. <laughs> We've all got internal biases, opinions, things that we think about the world, attitudes, values, and beliefs. And pretty much as human beings, we're trying to express that. Yep. Every second and every chance that we get. Oh, Mike, this is just the chat I needed to fire me up for 2022. This is perfect. Now, before I let you go, what does 2022 mm. look like for a storyteller out there? What if, Are there going to be any trends, <laughs> things that we've just <laughs> talked about breaking, but is there things that you're seeing that we are going to be looking at that could, and particularly for our audience who are business owners, they're, they're commentators, they're experts, they're authorities in our own space, and a lot of media listen to this as well. What, what can we expect from 2022? Yeah, I think it's a really interesting one. I want to go about this slightly differently. I'm not going to say a trend in terms of a particular type well, of Well, just, just after the last half hour, we've been trying to break trends and do the <laughs> things that we've always been doing. Instead, I'm going to, I'm going to give you two two brands or companies to look at. Right. Um, and I think that they're going to be huge movers in 2022. One's been a huge mover this year and then one's been a kind of powerhouse, but I think that the, the moves that they're going to make in the next 18 months are going to be tectonic. Oh, this is exciting. Yeah. Okay. Um, Spotify. Yep. And Canva. Oh. So Spotify, what they've been doing in audio over the last 12 months has been fascinating. They are adding features and, and products like nobody's business and that space of audio advertising and sonic branding and mm. sonic kind of uh, contextual content. Um, so like branded podcasts or, or, or just new sonic experiences that we haven't even had yet. Yes. They're just on the horizon. I can feel it. I'm, I'm watching what they're doing with excitement because I think that they've been doing an excellent job over the last 12 months. But on top of that, on top of every other audio platform out there, Spotify have been able to become part of the culture. Yes. You'll have seen people today on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, sharing their the year that's been with Spotify. Yes. Again, yes. I'm telling you, people try to express their identity every chance they get. Yep. You give people a list of their top five artists and their top five songs. Yeah. That's me on a plate. i got to share it. Yes. Right? Yeah. And so they've managed to become a part of the culture, and I think that's why they're so powerful. Well, they're so involved with you, aren't they? Mm. They know who you are. They know oh. the music that you like. And the podcasts that you listen to. And can I just say a special hello to everyone on Spotify <laughs> who's found the Experts podcast. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying your listening. We're here for your listening. Pre I can't and get it out. Pleasure. <laughs> and then the second one, Canva. Uh, Perth, oh. born and bred, you know? Yes, Exciting. In fact, did you know that the uh, part owner of Media Stable mm. has, has a part ownership of Canva? He was around well. in the day. He was around the day. I'm, I'm talking a very small part. Yeah. I'm, very, I'm, I'm in a tiny bit. He's not retiring yet, but he, <laughs> he, he is and has been involved with Can Canva from the beginning. So I, I love Canva. Yeah. For me, the monumental amount of resources and brain power that company has has, how incredible they've been at democratizing the graphic design space and where they're capable of going with integrations, with social media, with the metaverse, with NFTs. No no word as to what they're going to do in those directions. Yeah. But I just think the sky is the limit with Canva and I'm expecting them to make some really interesting moves over the next 12 to 18 months. Oh, what a, and and I, I think a lot of businesses out there that will be listening to this, 
you know, whether you've got a paid for uh, Canva uh, uh, subscription, subscription yep. or whether you use it for free, know how important it is for your business because it's, just, it's, it's easy. It's easy, but it's quality. And it's stylish and it's tasteful 100%. Oh, love it. Love it. Hey, Mike, sincerely, this is the chat that I needed to have to find me out for 2022. Love your work. Um, if people want to get in contact with Mike Drysdale from Dear Storyteller, how do they do it? Uh, look, you can you can find me on LinkedIn at Mike Drysdale. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Mike Drysdale. Uh, I think it's Mike.Drysdale on Instagram. Um or on Twitter at Mike Drysdale underscore. So yeah, they're, they're, I'm out there. You I'm got him. You got them all. You got them all. People, look him up. He is good at what he does, and uh, he and tells. And make sure you check out Dear Storyteller. www.dearstoryteller.com. Yeah, there you go. He doesn't even have to get me to do it. So uh, he's a <laughs> professional. Mike, thanks for coming in today. Everyone, have a great Christmas and a great New Year. We're not too sure whether we're going to get a couple more episodes over the summer period, but we'll be looking back at uh, some of the best of the best. But uh, we do wish you a very Merry Christmas and a big season for 2022 for the Experts Podcast. If we don't speak to you before then, have a great one. We'll see you then. You have been listening to the Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. To get in touch with the team, head to the Media Stable website, mediastable.com.au.